Okay, thank you for being so welcoming and friendly. And now please be quiet. <laughs> Today is a little bit different. By the way, if you've just met someone for the first time, at the end of the service, make sure that you make sure that they know where there's a cup of coffee and if there's any more information they need. Okay, don't ignore them at the end of the service, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this was nice to meet you. <laughs> no. Um, today is a little bit different, as you can see, and rather than a sermon as such, um, today we're gonna, I'm going to interview these wonderful people here. This is Matt and Katie, Matt and Katie Fulner. Why don't you Hi. welcome them? <laughs> so we have, uh, we've just sung, For the sake of the world, burn like a fire in me. For the sake of the world, burn like a fire in me. In the midst of our worship, there's a message there that our worship needs to lead us somewhere. And Matt Redman, who didn't write that song but writes a bunch of the songs we sing, he, he said this phrase once, our worship should lead us to mission. And we, talk, we sang about laying down our lives and surrendering all for the sake of what God wants to do. Now Matt and Katie are here because they're going to share their story with you about what it is to kind of practically leave the established, the, the relative safety of an established church community like this and go and step out to a brand new place and start a church. Now this is relevant whether you're called to be a church planter or not because what they're doing is just the same as what we've been talking about here. They're being scattered servants and wherever God has placed us, wherever he has called us or assigned us to, there is a challenge there. I read this tweet last week from, uh, actually from somebody in my old church in Birmingham, and they, she said this, we're called to move from the environments we're most comfortable in to the environments where we're most needed. And whatever those environments are, that's a challenge. And so these guys are going to share their story. Now, just by way of introducing, those of you who were here last week heard Chris, who came to share with us about church planting. And he said, does anyone remember, he said that all church planters are... Heroes. And he said that when these guys came here, we were to welcome them as heroes. Here they are. Can I just make it really clear? Just firstly, just make it absolutely clear. We are very, very ordinary people. Um, but thank you very much for the, for the welcome. And yeah. can I just say, firstly, just to be able to um, stand there during the worship and to be... To be worshipping with you guys is just so exciting on a Sunday morning. Just to see and looking around, just to see the passion uh, with which you guys worship is is absolutely encouraging to us who don't always get to come along to things like this on a Sunday morning. So thank you. Thanks, Matt. That's, you didn't need to say that, but thank you. <laughs> How exciting. Um, and so uh, and I just want to make one more thing clear. All church planters, he said, are heroes, whether their church plants failed or survived. Okay, if you've gone out and you've and you've if you've obeyed the call of God and you've gone and, and tried to start something, sacrifice something, you're a hero. Okay, and I know there are some people here from who've been involved in various different ventures and projects and church plants, and God bless you for that. Anyway, Matt and Katie, um, we've got about half an hour. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourselves, introduce yourselves, how, where did you grow up, how did you meet, and how did you get involved in the vineyard movement? You can take it however you want to do that. Do you want to go? Go on. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I'm Katie, and um, I grew up in a little place called St. Margaret's in, uh, in between Richmond and Twickenham, outside London. And uh, Excuse me a minute. Can you just come forward a little bit? I can come forward. The, uh, around the time I was born, my 
parents became Christians. So they uh, became Christians in my sort of first year of life, really, and had quite a radical conversion. And so really, as I was growing up, I watched them come to know Jesus and watched that journey. And then when I was about seven, seven and a half, um, they uh, went with Rick and Lulu Williams, um, who planted Riverside Vineyard. They, they, he was the curate at our local Anglican church, Rick Williams, where we used to go. And they went with him as part of his team to start Riverside Vineyard, which was the second vineyard church in the country. And so my brother and sister kind of grew up in a church plant situation. And Riverside Vineyard grew very quickly, actually. So it's quite, it's quite, quite a different situation to perhaps we're in. But um, uh, yeah, so Vineyard has always been home to me. I've grown up with it. I love it. It's my family. Um, and I love the way Vineyard does church. Awesome. How about you, Matt? I, hi, I'm Matt. Um, I'm from the dark side of London, the other side, um, the, in South London. Um, and uh, there you go. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, so I grew up in a uh, Church of England church. And um, I guess just from my whole life, I was in a Christian family. We went to church every Sunday morning. I you know, gave my life to Christ when I was about 11 o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock, about 11 years old. It was about 11 o'clock. Um, and uh, just, it was, an, it was an amazing church, really, because it was just a, a, a normal kind of Church of England church um, in South London, in this kind of little village. But um, we had a huge youth group, and, and that really affected me because we had about 120 young people, and just to, and they were all kind of ahead of me, so they were all a little bit older than me, and um, and it was really inspiring. And I think that's something that we, we is really important is that to have inspirational people uh, ahead of us all the time, just to kind of look to and see what they're doing, because because those guys, the youth that I kind of looked to and admired were just, as it was this morning, just passionate about worshipping God. And it just grew. The youth group grew and grew and grew. And um, slowly, and so this was uh, early 90s. It shows how old I am. Um, but as, 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 uh, as we kind of started to embrace what the Holy Spirit was doing, um, even within this kind of Church of England setup, we, we kind of heard about uh, these guys, that, these crazy American people that would come over from America, uh, part of the Vineyard Church, and um, deliver all these kind of talks and, and prophesy over people and cast out demons and pray for the sick and do all these sorts of things. And it was just so exciting. It was just, uh, for a young teenage boy, I was just blown away by it and just completely inspired. Uh, and, um, and, uh, and then I heard about a church that was kind of doing all this stuff uh, within their own kind of church context and called Riverside Vineyard. See, see the connection. Um, but it was about 40 minutes away. And so every Sunday morning, uh, we used to uh, get in uh, this guy, a bunch of cars, and travel over 40 minutes 
to go over to Riverside Vineyard and, uh, and see all this stuff and do all the stuff that was going on. And uh, there was a young girl that I met in, at the same time. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's, uh, awesome. that's, that's the history. Thank you. So you both mentioned uh, the vineyard as part of your story. And, and just, I just wondered if there was one aspect of the... I mean, there are, you know, we've always said that vineyard isn't the only church. It's not the best church. It's just the church that we're called to do the, and church the way we're called to do it. And um, I wondered if there was any kind of... What were the, what were the, what was it, what's a key aspect of what it is about the vineyard that really sort of hits home with you or kind of strikes a chord with you? Um, for me, I, one of the reasons that I love the vineyard is that um, I love the value that you can come as you are and, um, and this whole idea that you come as you are but you don't necessarily stay as you are. And I've always just felt like uh, anyone is accepted and anyone is welcome and it doesn't matter where you've come from, what your past is, um, you know, what you look like, how you choose to dress, you know, you can just come and be. And um, I love the vineyard because the, the, the lack of religion and sort of legalistic, ritualistic way of doing things, it's just very relaxed. And for me, you know, um, I've certainly been through some up and down periods in my life, but I've always felt that I could come back and was welcomed. And, you know, no matter what I've done, people have believed in me. And, um, and I think that's a massive part of it, really. By no means are we perfect, really, really holy people. But people in the vineyard have seen our potential and they've seen, um, you know, they've believed in us. And we've been able to come as we are. And, and as, as we've grown with God, you know, we've changed. And we really believe in the vineyard that, you know, people come and, and they're changed not by other people or by having to do things in certain ways, but by Jesus. And just being, you know, loved by, by others and knowing Jesus' love in church. That's wonderful. I like the one that says everyone gets the play. Um, so... It's, it's always been part of the, the kind of vineyard DNA that we get to do the stuff. You know, Jesus commands us to, to go out and do the stuff. And I, and I just love that, that idea that, you know, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are able to, to go and uh, heal people and we're able to give people hope and, uh, and comfort. Um, and so that, you know, that's really exciting. And also that throughout our experience i think we've always been invested in and that whole idea of being encouraged to to do these things to pray for people to um to pray for people that are sick and and i can remember you know way back when i was sort of 16 year olds praying with one of the assistant pastors for a guy for healing at, um and he was just encouraging me all the time just to uh, just to say and, and speak out and pray in the name of Jesus um, over this guy and to prophesy. And I was like, prophesy? What, what, what are you talking about? You know, and, but he was like, just, just wait, listen to God. Um, you know, hear what God has to say for this person. And, and as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 18-year-old, you know, that was just so encouraging to me to have people around that, taught me how to do these things and then once I'd been taught it was a case of you know being encouraged and released into do things you know so then you know they were like 
why don't you run a home group? And we were like, okay, we'll run a home group. Or what do you call it? Life groups? Life groups. And, you know, and then you get to that next stage and then there's somebody else going, well, why don't you go and, you know, lead this area of ministry? And then we're like... Yeah, and then someone goes, why don't you go and plant a church? And we're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea as well. So it's all that time is just constantly just being encouraged and all the time, you know, being sort of pushed to the next, um, to the next step. Uh, Wonderful. You've just taken away my next question. That's great. No, Um, Last week when Chris was here and he was teaching us about church planting and um, all the benefits and, and all the joys and all the costs as well. Um, and he, he quoted John Wimber who said, if you're called to plant a church, you know, you must plant a church, but only if you can do nothing else. Because that is, it, it's a big call. It's all very well leading a small group or being part of a church like this. So what, what were some of the ways, why on earth did you go and plant a church in Chichester? Um, you've been going just every year now. Yeah. What, how, how did that come about? What, what happened? What, what happened for, to lead to that, to that process for you? Um, well, really, we were living in Southampton, and we felt over a period of time um, God stirring us, really. We just had this sort of unsettled feeling and that God was moving us on. And to give a bit of, of background to that, um, we both, uh, in different ways, had felt like perhaps you know, God had called us to some sort of leadership. Um, Matt was very, very anti this idea, <laughs> so he was constantly being given, oh, you're a leader, you're a leader, and he you know, really didn't want to be doing it. So it, it is God that Matt is here. <laughs> um, and so we, we sort of felt like, you know, always that God was maybe going to draw us into more. It was just a sense of timing. But we, we, would, we were feeling quite unsettled, and our hearts were sort of feeling stirred. And um, we were at Southampton Vineyard at the time, and um, I, I felt like God spoke to us in very spe- some very specific ways. And one of them was that to get to our house in, in Southampton, you, one of the ways to get there, you'd have to drive down this big hill, this road. And when you were driving down it, you could see the whole of, of the city of Southampton. Southampton's quite hilly. And, um, and every time I drove down it, I really felt like an audible voice of God saying, there's more than this, there's more than this. And, and I, I felt very clearly that really we weren't meant to be in Southampton anymore. Um, and at the same time, Matt was working over in Chichester and he'd always said to me, I just don't feel like I should give up my job in Chichester. I feel like God wants me to keep that job. And so, um, really, it, it, it kind of came about then that a, a few people had very, very um, particular words for us and dreams. And there was one week where two people had almost identical dream that we were to run a vineyard church in Chichester. And one of them we barely knew. So, um, so we kind of, I started going on right move. And I, it, it really was quite kind of quick, all of it. And uh, we, we went and looked at the first house we looked at, we bought. We did look at some others afterwards. But God, God gave us a, a, a four-bedroom house in Chichester. Chichester is very expensive compared to Southampton to buy property. We were completely blessed. And, um, 
and we put an offer in and then six months later we moved and moved the children and there so you, you go. I need some other stuff in between. <laughs> yeah. So having started living there, you thought you'd better start the church. Yeah, so we, we moved. So some people get released. So you kind of get released, which is we were released a year ago, you know, commissioned by the movement. Move once that's happened. We felt it was right to move first. Mm. So um, a whole year before we started, really, we moved and just spent some time bedding in. We started a small group. Um, uh, yeah. So we did it Wonderful. that way around. Um, do you want to say anything want to add about to that? that? I always want to say something. Um, yeah, I <laughs> think does. we've, for years and years and years, I've uh, constantly, as Katie um, alluded to, just uh, had tons of prophecies about being a leader. And that isn't something that's ever sat particularly comfortably with me. Um, certainly in a in a church context but i think god's just over the years has just been growing me uh, and working in me uh, and bringing me to the point where i was like actually you know i think that this is something that god's calling us to do and and and, and i think a lot of it is about obedience as well mm. you know it's just about the fact that sometimes it does it's not always comfortable it's not been easy and i'm not always in my comfort zone but i know that that is what god's called us to do and um and and so that's what we've done you know because that's what god has called us to do so so you yeah. started officially just over a year ago yeah um and, and just tell us a little bit give us a bit of a flavor of what what it looks like for you guys at the minute in Chichester. what what happened what's what does church life look like for you? Okay, so um, we started with a, uh, a small group of about seven of us that, that met together. And, um, you know, we, we knew some of these guys. We didn't know them all, but we invited them to come and uh, meet with us. And we asked them if they would like to be part of uh, a guy in Canterbury who leads a vineyard called Jim Dennison, calls it a launch team. Okay, and so we... Um, had this group of seven of us and uh, we have been meeting uh, with those guys and just looking to really be as outward focused as possible just to have real intentional relationships and just be looking to um, meet as many people as possible have lots of parties uh, just trying to be Jesus in the community there's a great book about um, that Jay Pathak's written about neighbouring and um, just going out so I read that and I was like going out into the street and trying to meet all our neighbours and and uh, so just trying to get build relationships and I think that's one of the hardest things uh, to do is because so many people are in their friendship groups, especially when they get to sort of, uh, you know, our peers' ages, uh, they're already quite established. So breaking into them and trying to meet people is sometimes quite difficult. But um, so we started a, we meet in Costa Coffee uh, fortnightly, um, which is probably where we do our most. Uh, spiritual stuff i call it you know we will have a talk we'll have some worship and uh, we pray with each other but we just it's, it's having as many steps below that as possible for people to be able to access and come along and meet with jesus 
you know, whatever it is, even if it's just... Uh, so we've started running uh, something called Sports Sunday, where uh, we open up a big sports hall uh, at the school where I work, and um, we just invite the community. So we flyer it through all the primary schools, and we open it up. It's completely free, but it's just an opportunity just to kind of meet people and go, hi, it's run by the church, but there's no uh, real Christian pressure or anything like that. We just want to build relationship with you and, um, and meet with you. So it's kind of, we've just tried to, as much as possible, put as many different stages in so people can come in and feel comfortable at different levels. Mm. I think the way we're trying to do it and the way we're trying to gather is very, um, and we, in a sense, we're, we're, we're not rushed to get really big, really quick, because we're trying to do it very relationally. We want people to trust us and um, the people that we have relationship with to trust us. And also, you know, really our heart is to gather people who don't know Jesus. We don't want to go into a community and take from other churches and, and uh, we were really aware of that. So we've really, you know, we really want people to come to know Jesus and to join us yeah. that way. Um, and so, yeah, the Sports Sunday thing, that's been, you know, that's massive. So we get a lot of people to Sports Sunday. We don't get a lot what, of people what, to our Costa meeting. So give us an idea of just... So we've had... Not of, that it's about numbers. We know it's yeah, not about so numbers. Yeah, so we um, we've had sort of 70 people coming to, to Sports Sunday. We have... Um, and there we'll have face painters, bouncy castles. Matt runs team sports because we had that. Matt really felt God speaking to him that you know through playing sport, it's just a really natural way of building relationships. So we've had team sports, and uh, we have homemade cakes and some craft activity, and it's all completely free, and the kids love it. Um, and and we really really feel that that will grow. And what we want is to. Through that, we can feed, you know, people will trust, like the Chichester Vineyard brand. Mm. You know, that's what we kind of try to have on it. So we have that it's sponsored by Chichester Vineyard. So that they kind of gain this kind of trust. They're like, oh, you know, we like those people. We like what they do. We'll try this. So we've got book groups running uh, now. Uh, We've got like a midweek craft group running. Um, We've, um, we have a brunch once a month. So there's... Lots of things going on, um, and the Costa really is that kind of for when they're ready for church. And also, we're thinking with Sports Sunday. Sports is a classic one for people to get injured, so it's, we'll be able to practice our healing. Um, you know, it, we, there's there's method to our madness, but you know, sports injuries. What better time for people to be healed and see? A power encounter Absolutely. than it is. It so hasn't happened yet. It's not happened yet, but we're, we're waiting to pounce. I actually was so nervous about it. Injury. injury hasn't happened or healing hasn't the happened? The injuries <laughs> and the healings. But we were we, nervous we, about that. Right. We were nervous that someone was going to, you know, the first one that they were going to break a leg or something and then, you know, we'd get sued or something like that. So, um, yeah, we had a doctor on hand, didn't we? We were like, can you make sure you're just there in the background? So uh, I, I know because you're... This is obviously there's a lot of activity going on, and, and some of us have been in small churches and church plants, and we know that it's not always straightforward. So just tell us, tell us like one of the one of the 
what's what's been really joyful for you? What you know, you've obviously been very busy. You've seen a lot of things get established. Tell us something that's. I, I want to hear the joys and the challenges. So why don't you tell us one each or something? So. <laughs> The be-all and end-all of everything we do this for is to, is to introduce people to Jesus Christ. That is absolutely the epicentre of everything we try to do. So this year we've um, had three people that have given their lives Wonderful. to Jesus, which is just amazing. Mm, um, and so that's it. You know, that, that's the job. You know, we, the whole purpose is to kind of, be that facilitator in in introducing people to jesus you know that's what we started the church that's what we wanted to do um we wanted to go in and bless our community you know whatever we could do we wanted to make sure it was a blessing to the community um and so that's the joys really is just being able to to give people Jesus, you know, and whatever we do, if it's, you know, if it's relationally, just to, just to be a little bit of Jesus in the community. Um, if it's being a good neighbour, then just, you know, being able to bless them. Um, they've been the joys. That's been the... Well, that's I been think the as well, the, one of the joys for me was we, um, we set up our first compassion ministry. So that was really good. And we've started something called Bag for Life. Um, where we, uh, it's, I think you do bags of mercy, don't you? So we've started this thing called we Bag for Life. That, but it's the same kind of thing. Yeah, same yeah. Sort of kind of thing. And we did our first delivery at the end of July of all these um, bags for uh, the women, the women's refuges uh, that run across West Sussex. And they were just really, really touched wow. and amazed. And now they've asked us to do a moving on bag for the ladies for when they move out. So. Wow. Yeah, so that was really good. But to be people able to really started. got behind that. People just got so excited about, you know, a practical way. I mean, Katie went and set it all up and met with the Women's Refuge and um, did an amazing job of, of, of organising all of that. But, you know, people love that. You know, people that came to our church and didn't come to our church, they're like, I can do something practical. Great, give me a list. I'll buy some stuff. And they... You know, and all the time you're going, this is, this is what we believe in. You know, this is what we, we love so to are do. So just to be clear, you're saying that there are people who perhaps come to Sports Sunday or part of your community that wouldn't necessarily perhaps call themselves believers or attend yeah. church in Costa, yeah. but they still want to be involved Absolutely, in the yeah. compassion There's ministry. There's people that have taken, because it's so easy. It's, it's, we take a bag, we take a list. They go around Sainsbury's or Waitrose or whatever, and, and they just pick up the stuff and then they, they give it to us, you know. And, and, and other people within our, the church have also um, given loads of bags away. And people, yeah, it's just been a really, really positive. And how about the challenges? And um, if I can link into that, how, how, do, how has God, how has your relationship, because I'm sure this is linked, how has your relationship with God grown through this? Um, what have been some of the, what have been... I think the major challenge, there are, I, you know, I'm going to be really real. There are a lot of challenges. It, it is not easy. And uh, the, I think the major challenge really is time. So Matt works full time as a teacher. I work part time as a teacher. We've got three little children. Um, uh, we've been settling into a new area and um, they're waving. Hello, children. <laughs> um, um, and, you know, 
it's exhausting yeah. and we feel under a lot of time pressure and it's one of those things I suddenly had a real affinity with people that run their own businesses because you feel like you can always do more and you could always be doing more and it's that headspace the exhaustion in your head of oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing that and I think really God just these past few weeks has really spoken to me about actually being who we are and doing the things that we love and sometimes you can get a bit lost with doing things in a formulaic way and actually kind of calling us back to what our strengths are and and why we did this in the first place so for us you know the things that we love are people we love people um we're probably we're quite relational so we need to get back you know i felt really challenged and thinking planning for this is getting back to doing the parties and the hosting people and not getting so consumed with the thursday night costa which is there really for the people who know jesus and it is really important but remembering that it's the people who aren't there yet that are really important. So, so time is a massive challenge. And also um, doubting yourself. I think that's been really, you know, constantly just like, I'm not good enough for this, God. I'm not good enough, you know. And, and I think really God does come back faithfully and in our weakness. And in the weeks, you know, where I've spoken at Costa and felt, at my lowest or at my weakest, God always shows up and the Holy Spirit comes. And I think that's what we've really learned, you know. And we're always tested, you know, like Thursday night, putting the children to bed. They never want to go to sleep. Every other night, they're fine, you know, and it's really stressful. And it's like, you know, we're in a battle and the enemy wants to kind of rob and steal for us. But God, God is faithful, has shown up. So, Yeah, I think the, the, the challenge is are that I kind of, I think this probably for a lot of people was that um, when we signed up for this whole Christian deal, that we thought that it was going to be, and I love this analogy, I can't remember who said it, but, you know, we thought it was going to be a big cruise ship where we were going to have, we were going to be on holiday. It was going to be all inclusive. We were going to be eating well, drinking well. And the reality is we are on a battleship, you know, and there is, there is, satan out there that wants to rob and steal and 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 that's the challenge you know we're in a battle we're in a spiritual battle we are um absolutely daily confronted by challenges and 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 we and we realize i guess the growth is that we realize that we can only do this with god you know and and he is our strength he is our crutch he is and and you know and like Katie said, you know, on a, on a Thursday night when you're feeling your absolute lowest and you're thinking this is, who's going to, no one's going to turn up. That's the classic. No one's going to show up. Brilliant. You, know. you constantly feel like you're having a party and no one's going to come. <laughs> and, that's, um, what, well, that's what we felt. And, but, you know, and it's at those moments when, you know, maybe we've had like just 10 of us there on a, on a, on a Thursday night. And it's just been incredible because God shows up and suddenly you go, this is all worth it. This is amazing. This is just uh, worth doing with our whole lives, you know. And, and, and that's been the real 
growth for me is just becoming reliant on mm. on god in everything you know just going well <laughs> not by our means are we making this happen but you know but by his um and and realizing that it is all hands to the pump what's the word pump all hands pump yeah well i was thinking of battleships and an analogy all hands on deck yeah i mean it is you know and that's what's exciting about having um you know our team of people that have are doing it with us is that you know just seeing those guys growing as well and just seeing those those uh other people within the team that are uh, are, are really growing as well with us I would love to ask you loads more questions, but um, we're out of time, and I really want us to pray together and minister. Um, mm. If you have other specific questions for Matt and Katie, I'm sure they'll hang around afterwards and be glad to uh, chat. Can we thank them for sharing with us this morning? Um, we would love to pray for these. Oh, I'm going to need one. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. We would love to pray for Matt and Katie. And I know that as you, they've been speaking, some of you know them already and you would love to come and pray for them. And others of you, God's just been really touching your heart as they've shared their story. And you want to come and encourage them and pray for them. It might be that God's given you a word or a message in your head to come and share for them. If that's you, come and stand up now. You know, the guys who know them already and those of you who just like to come and pray at the front. And I'm going to pray. And then in a minute, we're going to have a chance to respond to what, what God is doing with the rest of us as well. So can I just invite the band to come back? And then we'll all pray together for Matt and Katie. And if you want to come and be part of that, do. Come on, there's more of you than that. Thank you. And there's going to be a chance for us all to respond together, okay? Why don't all of us just um, yeah. reach out a hand and just mm. we're just going to bless these guys. Yeah. And not just them, but the church and the group that they're part of. Yeah. So, Father God, we want to thank you for Matt and Katie. Yeah. Thank you for Chichester Vineyard. Mm-hmm. And thank you for um, Sebi and Poppy and Louie, who are a vital part of this too. And we pray now that you'd come and you'd fill them afresh, that you'd encourage them and you'd strengthen them, and that you would empower them to be a blessing to their community, to be the hands and the feet and the smiles of Jesus to those people who need to know you and who don't know you yet. And we pray for growth, Lord, mm. for multiplication, kingdom multiplication. We thank you for those who've already come to, to know Jesus as part of the Chichester Vineyard. That's mm. wonderful, Lord, and we're yeah. absolutely thrilled and delighted by every individual story. And we pray for those who are connected and haven't come to know you yet but are exploring and just looking into that. We pray your blessing on them. And we, we, Lord, we pray for all of those who are in Chichester who need to know the message of Jesus and the love of Jesus and who will hear it and receive it through the actions and the words of these guys and their church. Mm. And we pray for your blessing on them, Lord. Bring your kingdom in that place, we pray. Mm. And we pray for strength for Matt and Katie. We pray for encouragement for them. Uh, Lord, they've been quite a little bit candid, but I know that there'll be lots and lots of challenges, mm. many, many challenges. And we just do pray you'll absolute encouragement and blessing on them mm. Jesus mm. and now the, these guys around them are going to carry on praying and if you've got any words to share with them please do that and the rest of us why don't we stand because as we were listening to those guys I just felt that some of us 
really relate to that unsettled feeling. They both explained that, you know, before they went out to start the new church, they had an unsettled feeling. And I think that, I think that's the same for folk here today. And it might be that God is stirring you about going and starting a new church. But actually, I think it's probably equally likely that God is talking to you about a new initiative at work or something new in your community that he's put in your heart to do and you're just feeling unsettled. You're not sure quite what that looks like. And I just had the sense that today is a good day to say yes to Jesus. And so if every day is a good day to say yes to Jesus, but particularly about this, if you're feeling unsettled, God's stirring you for something, then why don't you respond in a very public way today? Come to the front and somebody else can come alongside you and encourage that, encourage you and pray for you. I also felt like, you know, as Chris and Maggie said last week, some of us are called to go, some of us are called to stay. So as those people who feel unsettled are coming forward, then if you know that God's not unsettling you, you're in the right place, then please come alongside these guys and come and pray for them. If you're part of our church family, we'd love you to do that. We already need a couple of guys up and a couple of ladies. So please come and we'd love to pray with those folk. So if that's you and you want to respond, do come. Come, step forward, guys. Step, Step forward.